0: Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
1: We got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
1: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: (laughs) How are you all? so good
1: um, just happy to be here how about you
0: very happy to be here although a little sad you know me wish i was still uh, on board the magical disney wonder wah, wah.
1: how was it how were the chicken tenders
0: the chicken tenders <laughs> were good they were so good and i was apparently so full of praise for the chicken tenders that i was given an official certificate denoting me as the biggest fan of the chicken tenders. <laughs>
1: Wow. wow, that's a huge deal.
0: It showed up in my stateroom. I did post it on my socials. I was very proud. Also, I thought, wow, that is a lot of fried food. I don't normally eat that much fried food, but for the chicken tenders, <laughs> I will eat the fried chicken tenders every day and the French fries and then watching the blue ocean. There's nothing quite like that. And then of course there's the Paolo chicken Parmesan. These are the, and mm. the Dole Whip that you can get on board. Like there's certain uh, buttons Yum. I have to hit every time. Little boxes I need to check, all checked. And the shows were so good. Rosen was <gasps> just fantastic. The young women who were were playing Elsa and Anna, just so incredible. Wow. The Elsa's voice was just wildly powerful and to Let It Go was incredible. And Disney Dreams, which is one of the, the classic shows, amazing, and they've added some new scenes since I last thought they had a whole Tangled section, which was just terrific. Ooh. And the show was so good and that cast was so talented. I watched it twice, yeah, because I'm that oh person. Oh my gosh, it was amazing.
1: Amazing.
0: But a huge thank you to the wonderful cast and crew of the Disney Wonder. It was so much fun and can't wait to hit the seas again. And my first day back, what did I do? I went to a screening of Encanto wow. and it, we're going to talk more about it, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. But mm. it, so beautiful. The music. Oh my gosh. I don't want to say too much more right now, but <laughs> just enamored with that film. So, Yay. oh my gosh. So, and, and on the train back, I actually finished watching What If. So I should say the train back from the cruise. I, I finished watching What If, which the was- The train back
1: from the cruise. Wow. So yes. many modes of transportation.
0: There were many <laughs> modes. There was the Uber to the train, to the ship. Love it. The aircraft to the, no. Um, but yeah, What If, yeah. Sorry, well, Tony. Jeffrey,
2: I just started watching What If. Ooh,
0: That's what, do you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts?
2: Well, it really makes you wonder.
0: What if (laughs) official review.
2: I love it. So great. I was hooked the whole time. I can't wait to finish the series. Terry, what have you been up to?
1: Well, as you guys know, I teach dance classes to little kids on Sundays. This past Sunday was Halloween. So everyone got to wear their costumes. The number of Disney costumes in general, specifically princesses on these dancers was astounding. Oh my gosh, there were two aerials. There was a whole Little Mermaid family. Yes, we Um. even had an Elena of Avalor. There was a Cinderella. Hmm. There was an Anna Frozen 2 Anna specifically. we had an Elsa. I mean, it felt like I was at Disneyland (laughs) (laughs) on a tiny, tiny scale. (laughs) Yeah, it was just the cutest. And speaking of Anna and Elsa, later on the show, we speak with Josh Gad, star of Olaf Presents. He talks about that. He talks about the upcoming Beauty and the Beast show. And we even hear a little bit of BTS Samantha information. FYI, Samantha wasn't always Samantha. There was an alt name thrown out there on the cutting room floor. And you gotta listen to hear it. It is a hilarious story from Josh. It's
0: so great. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) First up though, we get some news. So Eternals, seen it, loved it. Hopefully everyone else is going to see it and love it. And actually when I got to my screening, they were doing a test of this AR story experience available now on the Disney Movie Insiders app, which is fun, you hold up your device and using technology that far exceeds anything that my brain can understand it (laughs) adds elements from eternals and sprite guides you on this sort of adventure through time and space and a couple of unexpected things happen so if you have an ios device definitely check it out very fun
1: oh how cool well i've got a baby animal bulletin the baby zebra was just born at animal kingdom lodge
2: Aww, oh, so cute
1: there photos online i mean what i love most about baby zebras is that they're like proportionally the same as adults they're just like shrunken down it's
0: very oh, that's cute. true i never thought about that <laughs>
1: so this baby foal was born october 13th the animal care team at the lodge welcomed this new female hartman's mountain zebra foal to the herd and resort guests may see the zebra foal prancing around the savannah with her mom zoe super, super cute stuff i love baby animals
0: and wait till <laughs> they reveal the name Yes.
1: Same. i'm sure we'll report on it as soon as we know but and we'll of course pitch a hybrid of the three of us (laughs) one day it's gonna it's gonna catch on
2: they have to take one eventually yeah well back here in new york we're counting down to the macy's thanksgiving day parade where our pal jordan fisher is now performing So, Jeffrey, I know you're fully read in on this, but our Disney Channel and Broadway star is stepping out on board Disney Cruise Line's Magic Meets the Sea Float, which we talked about last week in great detail, with an incredible performance of an original Disney Cruise Line song entitled, Together We Sail.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> There's a brand new render on the Disney Parks blog that shows the performance, joined by
0: our favorite Disney pals. Really looking forward to this performance. Jeffrey, anything to add? I guess I would just add that if you have not already heard our interview with the fantastic Jordan Fisher, uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago, and he was so terrific. I'm a little bummed we did not know about this then. I mean, then we would have had a big scoop, but would have been fun to talk to him about that, too. In other news, Disney Junior has lit FireBuds, which is a, a new animated show about first responders. I, I think it's a really cool thing cool idea yeah and it's going to be premiering on disney junior and disney plus in 2022 it's a, it's going to have lots of music it was created and it's executive produced by craig gerber who worked on elena of avalor and sophia the first every episode will have at least one new original song so i'm looking forward to seeing that when cool. it comes out in
1: 2022 ah, fun well goodbye october hello oh. a more socially acceptable start to the holiday season it's sherry's yes. christmas corner oh, like real, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in celebration abc and freeform just announced their holiday lineup the full holiday programming schedule is online but some personal faves include on abc thanksgiving day so november 25th the magic maker so this is where magician his name is adam trent He's gonna put magic in the hands of everyday people and help them with the biggest, most emotional moments of their lives. I mean, who couldn't use magic for those moments?
0: Indeed. Then
1: on November 28th, it's the wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration back for its sixth year with musical performances, sneak peeks at new stuff coming to Disney parks. Mm. Then moving into December, December 6th, not to be biased, that is my birthday, but also, it's a very boy band holiday.
2: Yay, <laughs> Yes, so It is
1: a special that's bringing together an all-star cast of members from your fave boy bands to sing holiday hits and celebrate the season. Then on December 12th, it's a very sherry day as well, holiday flavored episodes of America's Funniest Home Videos and oh. Supermarket Sweep. That is my day.
3: Wow, great.
0: <laughs>
1: Then Christmas Day, December 25th, the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade. Yay! Best
0: morning ever. Love it. Love it. And I know we've talked
1: about this on the pod before. December 31st is Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest 2022. Yes, there's much more ABC. Check it out online. And then moving over to Freeform, 25 Days of Christmas returns for its 25th anniversary on December 1st. Some highlights include Home Alone, the whole Santa Claus trilogy, some classics like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, so much more, holiday episodes of The Simpsons, Disney's A Christmas Carol, black nativity love actually so 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 much more check out the full schedule at freeform.com i am
0: excited for office christmas party again i know that it is not necessarily appropriate for younger people but (laughs) jason bateman jennifer aniston i remember crying i was laughing so hard
1: (laughs) amazing oh guys and speaking of holiday gifts We were Mm -hmm. all blessed with what I'm considering an early Christmas present for me. (laughs) Pixar debuted the teaser trailer for Lightyear, and guys, it looks absolutely epic.
2: So So if you don't
1: know the backstory, so Toy Story, we know and love Buzz Lightyear. He's a toy based on a space ranger from a popular sci-fi film franchise. Within that franchise, there's a movie called Lightyear. And it's an action movie that introduces this real-life human astronaut. He's a captain in the universe protection unit of the Space Ranger Corps from the Intergalactic Alliance. And best of all, I'm really bearing the lead here. We all know this, but Mm. I just get so excited about this every time. He's voiced by Chris Evans. So cool. I mean, that's the
2: real gift. Let's be honest, everyone. That's true.
1: (laughs) The trailer is awesome. It's set to David Bowie's Starman. It debuted on Tony GMA. (laughs) <laughs> sure, did and can now be seen on Pixar's YouTube. It has 83 million views in the first 24 hours after dropping. Uh, Maybe 82 million of those views were my own. I don't know. <laughs> <I came from. laughs> mm-hmm. Light year, it's set to premiere June 17th, 2022, Father's Day weekend. So check it out. I can't wait. Hey.
0: Uh, well, another trailer dropped that I was very excited about because Friend of the Pod Ming Na was featured. The Book of Boba Fett. That trailer, there's a new boss on Tatooine. And it, it looks like this is picking up right where the end of Mandalorian Season 2 finished with Boba Fett taking over Jabba the Hutt's throne. ming loyal at his side. I cannot wait for December 29th when the show drops and you can see the trailer now on StarWars.com.
2: Ooh. Well, more huge news, huge Oh my gosh, I can barely get through this read. Hocus Pocus. It's like someone put a spell on you, Tony. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm like shaking reading it because I'm so excited. Hocus Pocus 2 is officially in production and it's coming fall 2022. Shooting for the sequel to Disney's Halloween cult classic, Hocus Pocus, ever heard of it? Is underway in Rhode Island. Bet Midler, Sarah, Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy are all reprising their original roles, which is incredible. New cast members are also being added, of course, including our friend of the pod, Tony Hale. Yay. Yay. No fun. Can't wait for more to come, of course. And you can stream the original Hocus Pocus right now on Disney Plus while we wait. But wait, (laughs) there's more. Also on Disney Plus, attention Springfield residents. The Simpsons are celebrating Disney Plus Day with a new short. The Simpsons in Plus Anniversary," debuting Friday, November 12th, exclusively on Disney Plus with apparently Goofy, which is hilarious. Yes. Anyone catch yeah.
0: that? Homer and Goofy on that poster. I, yeah. <laughs> <God> <laughs> what a wrong.
1: crossover.
0: The
2: yes. short is going to be a third in a series of Disney shorts from The Simpsons, if you remember, which we can find all of them on the Simpsons collection of Disney Plus. <laughs> Lots to well, come.
0: Yes, and you know, and speaking of Disney Plus, I wanna make sure we give a shout out to our friends at Disney Plus, because Disney Plus Day is next week. We will have one show before that, but <laughs> I have a feeling there's gonna be some fun stuff happening all week leading up to it. So make sure oh, to yeah. follow our pals at Disney Plus. Um, but in huge, huge news, D23 just announced, <gasps> the next issue of Disney 23 Magazine. The team, again, really knocked it out of the park. It is really just, I I know I say it every quarter, but I love working with that team. They are so incredibly talented. It is beautiful. The cover is Encanto. It is a wraparound cover that was created by Walt Disney Animation Studios exclusively for D23. It's Beautiful And Inside is an incredible in-depth story looking at the creation of that new film. Plus, a few other things to look for. Also, I have exclusive interviews with Rachel Zegler and Ariana DeBose, stars of Steven Spielberg's reimagining of West Side Story, stars and producers from Marvel Studios' Hawkeye. Again, our pal Ming-Na Wen. I got to chat with her for the issue, talking about Mandalorian, Mulan, Book of Boba Fett. And there's also a really great photo look back at Bob Iger's remarkable time at Disney Mm -hmm. as he is preparing to leave his role here as executive chairman and chairman of the board. So a bunch of great things. Tops Digital has some exclusive opportunities for D23 Gold members included in the issue, as well as some holiday gift tags whole bunch of stuff d23 members you can get it if you don't know what that is which if you're listening to this podcast i'm not sure how that's humanly possible visit (laughs) d23.com we have season of magic sherry kicking off on december 1st so lots of great (gasps) d23 holiday festivity coming to you but before that you know what we got (gasps) time Five fantastic things to watch this weekend with no snacks. No, with all the snacks you could possibly eat. Courtesy of our friends, the show's not the snacks at D23, the official Disney (laughs) fan club. Sherry, what's up first?
1: Up first is a what I consider holiday classic. Jingle All the Way is coming to the Disney Plus library on Friday. If you have not seen this, please do yourself a favor. Check it out. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's trying to get his son the hottest toy of the season, Turbo Man. It co-stars Sinbad and Rita Wilson. It is hilarious. It is heartwarming. It is action-packed. It is great. And the holidays are here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, okay. Well, also on Friday, November 5th on Hulu, it's the season premiere of Animaniacs. So you can see what's happening with the Warners, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, and Pinky and the Brain in this whole new season of fun.
2: Yay. And next up on Saturday, November 6th, for its 15th anniversary, you can watch The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. ooh, on Disney+, Plus, starring, of course, Tim Allen and Martin
0: Short. Uh I mean, Disney legend, Tim Allen.
2: Yes, that's right. How could I forget?
0: Well, on Sunday, November 7th, we have the network premiere. Please have your box of tissues handy for The Art of Racing in the Rain, starring Milo Ventimiglia and a dog. And trust me, I read the book. There were many tears, but feel free to enjoy. But if you then want to smile, also on Sunday, November 7th at 8 p.m., is Celebrity Wheel of Fortune on ABC. As some very fun celebrity guests, including Joy Fatone, who we saw when we were at Walt Disney World. He That's was right. just there enjoying the 50th. So check that out on ABC. Well, friends, on to today's guest, who in a relatively
2: short amount of time has become a beloved member of the Disney family. He voiced our florid favorite Olaf for the Frozen franchise. He charmed us as LeFou in a live-action retelling of Beauty and the Beast, a role he's reprising for a Disney Plus series, which we'll get into. He's also had roles in projects like ABC's Modern Family, the 20th century film Murder on the Orient Express, and even an episode of Star Wars Rebels. And next week on Disney Plus Day... He's giving us Olaf presents, where the snowman retells classic Disney stories, taking on the iconic roles of a mermaid, a genie, a lion king, and many, many more. Please welcome to the show, Josh Gad.
1: Woo-hoo! Yay!
2: <laughs> Great to be
3: with you.
1: All right, Josh. When you were first recording Frozen, did you have any idea that it would become as big as it's become?
3: Literally none. I I remember I was doing this cooking thing or something for the late Anthony Bourdain. It was like a, a show where celebrities would basically walk in the shoes of Anthony. And I was in New York City and I was with Bobby Lopez, who, of course, wrote the songs for Frozen. And I said, how's it going? And he goes, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. This was a few months before the movie came out. And I go, oh, no. He goes, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like this the, the first act. It's not quite working. We think we have a solution. And I go, oh, oh, what is that? And he goes, well, the audiences are struggling to like sort of understand the relationship between these two girls once they're older. So we've written this song called, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? That we think will allow everyone to fall in love with these girls and meet Olaf before we see him later on. And I go, okay, good luck with that. literally like (laughs) the next thing I know we're in a screening room watching the movie and I have absolutely like the lowest of expectations thinking it'll be good but I guess it'll kind of not work or whatever and I turn to my wife who's the most critical person I know and she goes this is really special I go it is right she goes yeah it's like really special and I sort of knew the movie was good at that point which made me really happy and proud because I'd always wanted to be a part of a Disney animated movie it was something that I grew up loving and something that was such a part of my childhood so I wanted it to not suck so that was like <laughs> a but then to have it become the cultural phenomenon it became and has since become I'd be lying, and I think anyone involved would be lying if they told you they ever saw that coming. No. Wow. Mm. All
0: right. Skipping to Frozen 2 now. Samantha. I mean, it's Samantha. How did Samantha come about? I'll tell you. Who is
3: Samantha? About an hour and a half into every session for the Frozen stuff, I get really punch drunk and insane. (laughs) And it's when they basically just. Don't even bother to stop me. They don't interrupt me. They just sort of let me go out and make an absolute fool and moron of myself on the mic. But we were recording one day, and I literally out of nowhere just turned to Jen and I go, "I'm just gonna do something. It's crazy, but just let me try it." <laughs> and because the bit wasn't quite working for me, I'm like, "Hello, hello," and I'm like, sort of looking for answers, and then I just said samantha out of nowhere and and she starts laughing and she goes what was that I i don't know i don't know but i just felt like doing it and she goes okay cut to i have no idea that this run that i did was ever going to survive that recording And the next time I come back to record, there's now a second reference to Samantha. And I go, wait a second. You not only kept Samantha in, we're doubling down on Samantha. And she's like, Yes, it absolutely killed. <laughs> so going, hey, all right, let's do Samantha.
0: Do you have a Samantha friend? Do you now have every let's... Samantha calling you and being like you met me? I right?
3: have so many random people named Samantha now. <laughs> who say, Thank you for doing that. I truly don't know why I said Samantha. It was just such a random name that it made me laugh. Like it's just that name coming out of Olaf's mouth just was a funny thing to me. I'll tell you, I've never said this before. I think I also recorded one that was Sheila. (laughs) Sheila. (laughs)
2: Sheila.
3: It was also just sort of random and just more to make me laugh than anything else. But lo and behold, (laughs) here we are years later. I love it. Yeah. Well, talking about
2: all that Frozen has become, what's been your most memorable fan moment
0: that you've encountered? Mm. That you can tell us on a Disney podcast. That's pro
2: appropriate for a Disney podcast.
3: Yeah, my most (laughs) memorable moment that I can remember. (laughs) Okay, this one just just makes me laugh. It was shortly after the movie had come out on DVD, back when DVDs were still a thing. (laughs) And there was a family driving alongside of me. And I was with my friend, Maureen. The kids were riveted, and they were watching it in their car, in like their minivan. And my friend Maureen, and this is at like the height of all things frozen. She goes, "You got to roll down the window and tell them who you are." And I go, "No, no, I can't do that. I'm gonna do i the Rock. No, I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> they're like, "No, just do it, do it." So I'm like, she finally convinces me, and I do it, and I roll down the window, and we're at a stoplight, and I look over, and their windows are up, and I go. Hi, I'm, and as I say, oh, getting to Olaf, the windows all simultaneously go up and the car literally doesn't waste a second just running through the light. Oh, no! <laughs> I don't know why that story comes to mind. It's not the happiest of stories, but for some reason, it's just so perfect.
0: So, That's amazing.
3: So, yeah. Uh, little that does one, that, that was, family know. And then the other one is, I remember when the movie came out, I was desperate to get my kids Elsa dresses, and I couldn't get them anywhere. I, there was literally nowhere. And I wrote Bob Iger, and I said, can you help me out? I don't know who else to turn to. I can't find an Anna or Elsa dress for my girls. And he writes me back and he goes, Josh, I'm the head of the company and neither can I. <laughs> 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 right, well, at, least I'm in, at least I'm in good company.
1: <laughs> okay, shifting gears slightly, tell us a little bit about Olaf Presents and how the stage is set for Olaf to retell some of these beloved tales.
3: Olaf Presents is essentially a spin-off or an homage to that moment in Frozen 2 where Olaf recaps the first Frozen for the North Ultra. And that sequence was done late in development on the movie. It was, I mean, I wanna say like the last recording I ever did was that bit. And from the very first time I did it, I knew that it was really funny. But again, I didn't realize how much it would connect with audiences. So the movie comes out and people freak out about that moment. But during the lockdown, I started getting a lot of people writing me, can Olaf recap other movies? And I just sort of laughed it off. And one day I reached out to Jennifer Lee, who's a uh, brilliant head of Disney animation, but also co-director on the Frozen films. And I said, what do you think of this? Is this insane? And she said, well, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's let me think about it. And sort of didn't hear anything. And then one day she writes me and she goes, I think we have an idea. And she teamed me up with Hiram Osmond, who is a brilliant animator responsible for the incredible design of the character of Olaf in the first Frozen film. And he came up with these vignettes that would be an homage to some of the most iconic Disney films, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Moana and Tangled. And... (laughs) of Olaf in the same way that he recaps Frozen, recap these films. And they turned out absolutely bonkers. And I hope, I think audiences are gonna love them. And for me, the joy of it was getting to pay homage to movies that were classics when I was a kid. I first saw Little Mermaid when I was about eight or nine years old. I saw it in a theater in South Florida. And I'll never forget that experience of thinking to myself, oh my God, it's like an animated Broadway show. I mean, I was clapping at the screen. And then of course, living through that second golden age of dizzy animation through Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, that was so unbelievably special. And to then have this character who's sort of a part of this new kind of golden age, be able to pay homage to that, that, that was a thrill for me. That was the pure joy for me.
0: You mentioned Beauty and the Beast. Luke Evans was on the our show just a few weeks ago.
3: What? You, yep. put a, you had Luke on before me?
0: I mean, <laughs> he insisted. You're going to take that up with him. But uh, he did have some very funny stories about you. So we thought, well, it's only fair to give you the opportunity to tell a funny story. He said that there, there was an incident at the premiere with your daughter. Oh, so yeah. we, we need okay. a good Luke Evans story from Josh.
3: I learned that night that my daughters have a thing for villains, which really upset me. You know, there are no like funny Luke Evans stories that make him look bad because he's <laughs> so darn good, good looking and so good at what he does. I will tell you that my favorite experience and by favorite, I mean the least favorite experience I've ever had in my life was I had to train to be on a horse for Beauty and the Beast. And Luke is an unbelievable horseback rider. Like everything else in his life, it just like looks like he's been doing it since he was three. And so he basically tells me to just do what he does as we're riding in together. So I'm like, okay. So I, I do everything he tells me to do. And as Luke says, it's the only time he's ever seen a horse moonwalk in his life. <laughs> my horse literally walks backwards. It's, it's while we're coming into the village that Bell lives in and then on action we're supposed to come down the steep alley and hit these marks. It's all to music and it's all to the opening song and my horse just runs through the frame and continues to gallop off in the distance with me <laughs> on his back. So that uh, once again, Luke just makes it look effortless and I looked like I was doing cannibal run with uh, (laughs) horses yeah that was not my fondest moment on screen wow
1: well (laughs) it's an amazing story the Disney plus series is a prequel to the events of the film what can you tell us about it and a little bit more about LeFou's role
3: (laughs) <laughs> I can't tell you much of fear that Disney will send lawyers over to my hotel room and arrest me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm, saying I'm, that I'm, Luke told us everything. So I mean, uh, gosh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I can tell you that it's very unexpected. I, I think that, you know, the only reason to tell this story would be to, to tell a story that I, I think really really sets up things in the most unanticipated ways and I think that's what viewers are going to find is that it's absolutely brilliantly ambitious it's absolutely wonderfully wonderfully rich and hilarious at every step Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis who of course created Once Upon a Time are show running it and as recently as last night Luke myself, Adam Eddy, and our director, Liesl, were all watching some callbacks and hearing the script out loud and getting to play these characters again out loud. It's all starting to feel very real. And it's like putting on old shoes. I mean, there's just something about these characters and and the characters that we're bringing into this world that I think audiences are hopefully going to lose their minds over. And then on top of all of that, Alan Menken coming back to revisit this incredible, incredibly iconic musical tapestry is something that I cannot wait for audiences to see and hear.
2: so exciting. Well, Josh, we've so enjoyed getting to spend some time with you. We end every episode, every interview, with this one question, and that is, drum roll please, if you can give us your favorite Disney memory. Wow,
3: okay. My favorite Disney memory. I was living in Florida. I grew up in Florida. And one day, my mother, it was, I think I want to say it was Earth Day, 1998 maybe. And my mom surprised me and took me to the opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, And I will never forget that day because... I remember there was something about being the first to see this brand new, incredible theme park. I was born in 1981. So I was too young to sort of remember when like MGM opened and any of that. So it was really like the first time that I remember. And I was, I guess a junior in in high school. And one day my mom's like, let's go do this. And we went. Uh, and there was something incredible about that, especially sharing it with her. Uh, that's probably my favorite Dizzy memory.
0: That's amazing. Uh, love Animal, love Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. I mean, yeah, I'm old enough time. to have been there for pretty much every opening, but uh, th- <laughs> thanks for that.
3: I have very vivid memories of the Epcot of my childhood that I've actually been like geeking out, trying to show my kids like things like world of motion and horizons and journey to imagination (laughs) and the original universe of energy. I have like these really crazy images in my memories of going there and experiencing those things. It was like a different world (laughs) at a different time. It was great to sort of go through that and now see what it's become a completely different thing. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, congrats on Olaf Presents and um, we cannot wait to see Beauty and the Beast and everything else that you do.
3: Thank you so much, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Josh.
0: Sheila, who knew? Sheila. Sheila.
1: Wow, I'm glad he went with Samantha.
0: Agree, agree, I was gonna (laughs) say the same thing. But Sheila, I love it. Uh, Think of all the Sheila's (laughs) whose lives would have been made just a tiny bit happier hearing Olaf say their name over and over again. And honestly, uh,
2: I identify with every bit of Epcot nostalgia that yes. he has. Yeah. Every bit.
0: So good. Yeah. I didn't want to get into it too much because, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, there were some things that I loved when I was much younger than he was the first time he went. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh goodness. I'm, yeah. But thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. <laughs> Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
1: And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com.
0: We'll be back next week, y'all, with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on
2: our all new episode of D23
0: Inside Inside Disney. Disney.